Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 70 of the We Are Speaking Podcast. During each 30-minute episode, we address our top five news stories of the week from a Black perspective. We are very glad you're joining us today. The podcast is brought to you by our company, the Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. We offer branding and marketing services to independent authors and creative professionals like us, including valuable ebooks, online training, and small group coaching. You can find out more with the link and QR code in the show notes. Keith and I have everything is available on our website, teamowens313.com. As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking podcast, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. My name is Pamela Hilliard-Owens, and I am one of the co-hosts of We Are Speaking in partnership with my husband and business partner, Keith Owens, who also wrote and performed the intro and outro music for the podcast. And speaking of Keith, here he is. Hi, Keith. Hey, good to be here again. Happy okay. New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, right. Okay, this week we're going to discuss what the top three news stories are, as it is hard to choose, and this was a short week. Yep. So we're going to start with Wednesday, and on Wednesday, Dr. Claudine Gay, the first black president of Harvard University, resigned her position after weeks of right-wing pressure because it was thought that she did not specify to their satisfaction that calling for the genocide of Jews would violate the rules of the school. Then Dr. Gay was falsely accused of plagiarism in her academic work. Although the Harvard board initially supported her in her resignation statement, Dr. Gay stated that she was leaving as she, as she said, quote, so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual, end of quote. She will re- remain on the Harvard faculty after serving as president for only six months. As a former educator, including at the college level, this is especially egregious to me. Dr. Gay was Harvard's first black and second female president, and she was specifically targeted by a right-wing smear campaign. The person who targeted her said he was targeting her and why. And Representative, uh, oh my goodness, why I can't remember. Oh, Stephanie? Yes, Stephanie. Stephanie. Specifically took a, a victory lap after, because this is the second university president that they have caused to resign. That's right. Including the one from the University of Pennsylvania. The the attacks on her so-called plagiarism were reviewed twice and dismissed. And we think that had her missteps happened by somehow degrading Palestinians, we wouldn't be having this discussion. It is only because some people think that everything that Israel should never be criticized, that everything that even smacks of not respecting Jews is anti-Semitism and cannot be tolerated. They are not showing more than one side of the story. And so this came about from two areas because the extreme right-wing Jewish community, including APEC, APEC is going around the country attacking anyone and everyone who they think is not supporting Israel enough to their satisfaction. And then the right-wing period is attacking higher education if they think something is too liberal for their tastes. And then, of course, there's also the racial component. With her being the first black president of Harvard, they they looked at her 
uh, credentials more closely, even though she's highly qualified, more closely than anyone else. And so, oh, and the replacement president is a white Jewish well, he's man. temporary. Well, yeah. temporary, but still, yeah. he's a white Jewish man. And not to say that Jewish people shouldn't be done, but I think that's just kind of convenient, right. you know. But no, that's real clear. You know, you know, it, it, it's very clear, not only for for, for high education period with the president of the University of Pennsylvania having to step down and with now Dr. Claudine Gay having to step down. And if you saw even a clip of some of those questions, it was attack after attack after attack after attack. And neither either one of them may not have handled the, the answers you know, as well as they could have. But why should they have to make themselves take off with these attacks? Both of them are highly qualified. And also, it's one thing to say, you you did not handle yourself as well as you should have, right. et cetera, which she acknowledged mm-hmm. over and over again. But for her to be fired, right? Something else, and not only well, she wasn't fired. Well, no, she, she wasn't fired. fired. She was she removed. Was but she, was, she removed. resigned. She resigned. Right. She was. Well, she was forced to resign. Forced to resign. And I and I think that she was. And not only is she the first black president, she's the second female president right. in, of in Harvard. 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 And she and she and she has the her tenure is the shortest tenure in Harvard's history. Right, right. And I think that this it's inex, it's inexcusable what they've done. And I think it also because in her essay for a follow up she wrote to, to she told her own side, right, which I thought right. was very well done. She took the high road, which I think is commendable in the sense of she didn't make a, a scene about right, it, right. but and she began to realize it as she said she was becoming the story, right. and she and it didn't make sense for her to just to have to keep going. But also, she, but as she said, this is bigger than her. It's right. about more than her right. because we, as as you know, Pam was pointing out, this is about the agenda related to what's going on in Israel, and right. completely tied into that. But at the same time, when you're talking about discrimination which Jews understandably bring up because just, just like these black people point out the discrimination against us but why is it that she pointed out she's been called nigger more times than she can count exactly and exactly. and I'm saying and I don't know who's making these calls right. or sending but I mean are these angry Jewish people right because that's kind of bizarre if mm-hmm. there's or are these angry white people who feel because she threatened Jews Said, well, that they, they, they feel she misstepped because she didn't do. She, she didn't any, threaten didn't, anybody. She didn't threaten anybody. She didn't do anything to anybody. She did not handle herself in a hearing as well as she should have. And now they're going to start calling her the N word because I don't think like, you know they call her niggers what they call right, her. Right, right. And, and 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 that is that is powerful. The course they did the same thing with with Barack Obama. They do the, they did the same thing with. They're doing the same thing with Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Any black person. They, they they call it doesn't matter who right. they are. But, but the but the point I make exactly. But the point I'm making is when we're talking about related to Israel, right? You know, right. I mean, you know, like, of course, they, any high ranking black person is going to get it. Mm-hmm. But when she's getting it because she didn't represent Israel on the way right, they did, right? A country right. on the way or, they on think. the way, on the way they think it should be a country who are, with people who are, always highlight the discrimination and the trauma they have faced because of the, who they are as Jews. And so whoever, so but the, the, whoever this is who call themselves defending you know, Jews and Israelis is going to be calling her nigger. Right. It's exactly. insane. It, it's, right. it's completely right. bizarre. Right, right, right. So on Monday, my op-ed on Monday, two days from now, will be about this very issue. Uh, Claudine Gay specifically, but also the attack on education more generally, because I am a retired educator, and this is very, very close to my heart. So look for that op-ed on Monday. <laughs> Next, Thursday, January 4th, Oh, right, okay. Right. Okay. On, on Thursday, um, yesterday, actually, there, there was another. another Thursday, because. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. It was Thursday. a couple of days ago. I'm sorry. On, on Thursday, January 4th, 
there was a, there was another fatal school shooting just four days into the new year, and it barely made a dent in the news. In Perry, Iowa, a, pop, a very small town, population only 8,000, 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at Perry High School, shot six people on the first day back after the winter break. The principal was seriously injured and a sixth grader died. Butler posted a video made in the school bathroom on TikTok before he shot himself to death. And the, and it's so, the sad thing, and beyond sad, just the sickening thing about this, at this point, is not just a shooting, it's the fact that it doesn't even, it barely makes the news It barely anymore. makes the news. And I noticed that, yes, on, on Thursday, because uh, there's some other new thing, news things that came out about Trump, of course, on Thursday. And that's all they talked about. Right. And, and, and a couple of a couple of shows on MSNBC, they didn't even mention, they well, didn't even get a mention. Because we've, because we've grown used to it now. And, mm-hmm. the, and the fact of it is not only, have we become, but we're not only have we become used to it, but we've become used to the fact that nothing's going to be done about it. About it, that's right. And, that's and right. so the fact that the Republicans, to this point anyway, mm-hmm. have succeeded in just shutting this down as an issue and continually coming back whenever somebody gets shot or killed or a child or there's a rampage, mm-hmm. then they come back with mental illness. Right. And, 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 and Ron DeSantis, he was because the Iowa caucus is a week from mm-hmm. is a week from Monday. Why they are having it on Martin Luther King Jr. holiday? Well, that's another mm-hmm. question. But it is a week from Monday. And so I was looking to see what the candidate, the Republican candidates would say about this. And Ron DeSantis said, oh, it's a local and state issue. No, it's not a local right. and state issue. No, it's not just a mental health issue. And we and that's one of the reasons why we cannot get uh, comprehensive. We got we got a little bit with mm-hmm. Joe Biden, but comprehensive uh, for all states of uh, uh, gun laws, of mental health laws, mm-hmm. and of one you know, the, the 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 culture of violence. America has always been a violent country, mm-hmm. but the culture of violence that is okay specifically over the last few years. But, and also and the, also the politics of it in the sense right. that the Republicans are determined they don't care who gets killed, they're not going to give Joe Biden a win. Right, right. So there's no right. way they're going to let Joe Biden pull this across the finish line. Right, right. And, and, particular, and particularly when we're coming in 2024. Right, exactly. Um, and, and, but just as to give people an idea of how bad this is, by December 7th of last year, 2023, there were 630 mass shootings in the U.S., which is an 8% increase over 2020. And, the, and there have been more than 600 mass shootings for each of the last three years. And there were 37 school shootings last year. And for the past several years, it's been roughly right, in that right. neighborhood for the past several years. So when you're talking about 600 mass shootings right. and all these students, and, and it, that's what, what I mean when I'm saying nobody's paying attention anymore. 600, right. that's roughly two a day. And so there's not, it used to be not, well, to us, not that long ago, when that was a major story. You're going right. to call them by there was a mass shooting, but now it's just, I mean, you just blink at it. Exactly, and I think that exactly. that's just, and, and, and what else can you say? Right. And, and it's, you know, and especially the school shooting, because I remember when I was in school back in the Middle Ages, mm-hmm. <laughs> the worst thing, if people got into a fight, or you know, or didn't like them. the worst thing that is that they would beat each other up, and later on, sometimes somebody would maybe get knifed. Mm-hmm. But these school shootings now, you have to have metal detectors to go into schools, and the fact that the first thing that they think about is not hitting somebody outside the head, mm-hmm. but shooting them to death. Right. And the people people went through this this shooter's social media, and they really couldn't find any reason why he did this. Was he bullied? Did he make somebody mad? But he had talked about it over the break yesterday for this, I mean, on Thursday for this school. That was the first day back after the winter break. 
but also it was very early in the morning before most of the students were there. So that so it wasn't as bad as it could have been. But why? What what makes him just you know just up and just wanted to well, shoot people? Well, the way. the thing that's sad about it. Not also was that in terms of guns. Number one, that's the that's the way they view we can solve problems. Right, now. right. You know, there's right. no more discussion. And when you talk about fighting, you're right. It used to be just fighting, but I think a lot of kids over the years have come with a view that the gun is the great equalizer. Right. Because if exactly. you're small, right. You know, if you're if you're if you're, if you're the pri- if you're the size of someone like Prince, mm-hmm. okay, you're not you're not going to win any too many fights right. in school. Right. Right. Yeah, but if you got a gun. Right. But that and so that's where where that's come now. This is the way to solve it. So we now we can all shoot each other. Right. But plus what they see. How do how do nations solve problems? War. Right. Exactly. <laughs> not exactly. because that's how it's all problems. Mm-hmm. So how are you gonna tell them not to when 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 nations can't solve it by negotiation? And, and the thing that bothers me the most, I will repeat what I said before, that it barely broke the news. Right. Bear, I, as a matter of fact, when I was uh, researching, uh, every week I researched the stories that we're going to talk about. And when I, I go to the site where I usually research what happened during the week, it wasn't even mentioned. It wasn't. I had to go separately on Google to find out. And that is atrocious. It absolutely is. atrocious. It is. Okay. Back to back to our back to to a word from our sponsor. <laughs> the podcast, this podcast is brought to you by our company, the Team Owens Three One Three Global Creative Community Branding and Marketing Academy. We offer branding and marketing services to independent authors and creative professionals, creative professionals like us, including valuable eBooks, online training, and small group coaching. You can find out more with the link and QR code in the show notes. Keith and I have also published several fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, and nonfiction books. Everything is available on our website, teamowens 313 As a free or paid subscriber to the We Are Speaking publication, you can access the podcast episodes through the website or on your favorite podcast player. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And now back to the podcast. On on Friday, January 5th, it was reported that on Thursday, several state capitol buildings had to be closed due to bomb threats that were emailed to 23 states. Capitol proceedings were interrupted in Connecticut, Georgia, Kentucky, Michigan, Minnesota, and Mississippi. And we're talking about the violence again and the culture of violence. And like I said, America has always been a, a, uh, a violent country. But and, and we've always had militia, anti-government militia and things like that. But this this upswing and up in it, it is domestic terrorist attack and violence against the government by not so much the fringe anymore, but by the Republican Party and the Trump supporters has gotten completely and totally out of control. No, that's something I think that is, is really terrifying and, and much has been reported. I think I recently read a, a report, a poll that was taking up potential poll workers. Eleven percent say that they, they more, more than likely they're going to they're they're not going to they're not going to serve. You know the people who have originally thought about it they decide because their lives are being threatened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and it's also been reported that in you know moderate Republicans in the in Congress uh, many many I mean the possible upside is that there may be more opposition to Trump than than, than we know. But they're afraid this because nobody can see what they're doing once they go to the polls. But still, in terms of how they when it when it comes to how they vote 
et, et cetera. They cannot vote certain ways because they do not vote in the way that Trump wants. Then people show up at their house. Right. Their children are threatened. Their wives, their family, their husbands are threatened. Look what happened. Look what happened to Nancy Pelosi. Right. Her husband was attacked by some idiot with a hammer. Right. So when, when and the person was there was looking for Nancy. Right. She just happened not to be her. Right. Exactly. All right. He was looking. He was looking for Nancy Pelosi, but her husband mm-hmm. was there. And so, look at what happened to our own governor, mm-hmm. Gretchen Whitmer. Mm-hmm. When, when, they, when they, these men were, they were planning to put her, what they called, on put trial. her on trial and possibly assassinate her. Right, right. And so, and, so when, and then when they stormed the Capitol, as a prelude to January 6th. the Michigan Capitol. the Michigan Capitol, which was a preview of what happened on January 6th, insurrection. So this is these kind of, and this is done because they know they can't win. In a, on a, a level playing field, in okay. a fair fight, they know this. They are. They have no plans. They have mm-hmm. no programs. They have no answers. Uh, they, they're the guy, man. They're following is a complete and total lunatic. They know it. Right. They acknowledge it in private, so they know that the only chance they have is is to play dirty pool, mm-hmm. to warp the rules through any number of means. You know, through um. What it called gerrymandering, right, you know, right. et cetera, but also intimidation, like, like what's happened with these in these mm-hmm. state capitals, to to completely scare people, and to right. think you know, that that if you do this, we're we're going to you know we're going to bomb you, we're going to follow you, we're going to watch what you do, it's et cetera, and that's why we have to you know, to fight back right. against it. And and even recently, some states um, and local jurisdictions have passed laws. Uh, uh, to give greater punishment for anyone who intimidates an election worker, and and that's a tr- that, that's ludicrous. When you when uh, just when we went to the polls, it was usually retired people with very good handwriting <laughs> who were who were poll workers, and they were doing it on their own time. If they they I think they're paid like a hundred dollars for one day's work, which is not very much money. No, and they have to be trained, and then the, the the poll workers, and then the election workers, and there's two different people. Who's the people? It's the poll workers who work the polls, and then the election workers who actually do the counting. And already, um, Trump is saying, "If I lose, it's it's fraudulent." He's already started that, and he hasn't even been nominated yet. And we know that if he does not get the Republican nomination, it's he's going to cause hell. Mm-hmm. If he get and against every against the person who does get the nomination, if he does get the nomination, he, and there are people who will vote for him, even though he might be in jail. And we have to be ready for the violence there because he, he calls his people to be violent. And that's why he called them to the insurrection, knowing they were armed. So we're going to continue to talk about this now that it's 2024 and the election season is getting really into, in, into season. It's, it's, it's starting because right. the first, the, the first caucus is January 15th. Iowa caucus. And then the New Hampshire primary, which is the first primary is a week or two after that. And then in February is the South Carolina primary, which is the first primary authorized by the Democrats. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation that we'll have later. So this podcast this week, because the shortened work week is a little bit shorter than usual, but uh, we wanted to read. And coming into the new year. I mean, we're coming after Christmas. Coming into the new year. Right. So that's all for this week, even though it's a little bit shorter than usual. And a reminder that when you upgrade your Substack subscription to a paid level, you really help to support us. On a financial level, you can also benefit us by visiting our website to see what you can offer, what we can offer you with our valuable products and services in the Branding and Marketing Academy for independent authors and creative professionals. Check the show notes for links and QR codes. Thanks, and we'll be back next week. Yep, see you next week. 